everyone, welcome to the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. <laughs> Did you forget your last name there for a second? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> this is episode 58. Ticks are sneaky little suckers. Yeah, they are. So we really are super excited to announce a new sponsor for the Trust the Trail podcast. Audible.com has partnered with our podcast because we've agreed to give you, our listeners, a 30-day free trial on over 180,000 audiobooks and titles. Our listeners get a free audiobook to download and a 30-day free free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash trust the trail. Again, over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can download your iPhone, your Android, or your Kindle. Um, That's audibletrial.com forward slash trust the trail. We've actually taken the Kindle Kindle out before um, backpacking with us when we wanted to uh, read or download a PDF map. Uh, that we've actually put on the Kindle um, where we were backpacking. And we listened to an audio book on how to get and stay motivated by Grant Cardone, um, which is a great audio book. If you have not listened to that, it's a great inspirational, get go get them uh, book. It, it's awesome. So uh, we are so, so happy to announce that uh, we now can give our listeners a 30-day free trail on audible.com. On this episode, we discuss that pesky little irritant, otherwise known as the tick. We talk about how to keep them from attaching to you, as well as recognizing signs of possible Lyme disease. We share with you why things are predicted to be so bad this year in 2018 and then offer our own opinion on what the best preventative is, DEET versus permethrin. Yeah, so I guess we'll just get right down to the nitty gritty on why we decided to do the podcast on text. <laughs> so, it's a horror story. Okay, okay. It's <laughs> the horror. So dramatic. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, Scott uh, went gallivanting about in the woods. Um, Making a YouTube video. Doing a YouTube video on Shelter Build. You can, uh, you can find and watch exactly how this... Um, happening occurred but he comes he comes back it's like the prequel to the tick story <laughs> you want to see how i got the tick you can watch that video it's like the prequel <laughs> so he comes back and he's he's doing something strange he's like gosh my my nipple really is so tender it hurts it hurt <laughs> i don't are we allowed to say nipple? i don't know we went there but it, but it did it, i mean it really <laughs> was sore i mean that's that's i mean it would really hurt i can't even tell you how much it hurt and so i'm like how what did you like how did this occur so i'm like well let me look at it because me i'm just like i'm all up in there and i'm like i i want to see i want to see what what is it i'm very curious by nature and so he he allows me to look and I'm thinking, did he grow a new mole on his nipple that I am unfamiliar with? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, 
flicking it going is that is that a new mole and he's like ow ow he's like he's like crunching crunching in pain and out of nowhere i see these these little little minuscule legs starting to like flip around and i was like oh my god it's a tick (laughs) it was a tick and that inspired this podcast and in pure man form (laughs) I darted into the bathroom, locking the door. I she Ariana was like, "Oh, I'll get it, I'll get it." I'm like, "Can I get it? There Can I get is it? no way that anybody is going there. With there is just no way." So I, you know, like I always use tweezers to take out ticks, and it's like the first time I have had a tick. I've had a lot of ticks before, but never there. Um, and so I locked the bathroom door and. I went to get the tweezers. The funny thing is, is that it, it took like three or four times to get that little sneaky sucker out. Yeah. <laughs> and it hurt. I mean, so that inspired us. Yeah. Like, you know, so we look at ticks. I look personally now, it's war. <laughs> <laughs> I look you, at them. You definitely have a, a personal beef with them. whole new perspective. They are the enemy. And this year, of course, they're particularly bad. Um, And so we wanted to give you guys uh, some heads up, some treatments, what to look for, and how to prevent those sneaky little suckers from uh, attaching themselves on you. So first of all, I guess we have to define understanding your enemy. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Because they are the enemy. So I would just call them a, a tick. So, you know, like the, the funny thing is, is that, um, you know, I knew ticks, I kind of knew the habitat and I've had a lot of experience with them and, and, you know, I've been, you know, when you, when you're backpacking for a long time, it's, they're, they're a nuisance, but I, I was unaware of how long those guys live. I mean, that's a two year life cycle, which I was, I was kind of unaware. I thought they were seasonal. And so I was really unaware of how long they live. But deer ticks in particular have an unusual like three-stage, two-year life cycle. So it begins during the summer when their eggs hatch as larvae. And once the larvae obtains blood, like a blood meal, like I guess breakfast or lunch or something, right, um, from a host. So in what's a host, it's usually like a mouse a squirrel, a deer, right? And it it then it molts and becomes what they call a nymph. And that's a small little tiny tick. Now these little tiny ticks, they're like almost like a period on you know, like a on at the end of a sentence. They're very, 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 very tiny. Yeah, they can get extremely small and almost unnoticeable. Yeah, absolutely. Um and so and then they they spend the winter underground. And this is where it gets kind of interesting. So they they spend time underground before emerging in the late spring. The populations typically peak during June or July. And then once the, the small little nymph successfully feeds on another host, it transforms into a larger adult, which then seek, seeks a final blood meal, I guess dinner. So they go breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So dinner's like the big meal. <laughs> yeah. It's like their 10 course meal, right? So when they what become about snacks? adult, snacks right? <laughs> right? To provide the 
the substance I guess well, they need. Well, they need to, to be reproduce. able to reproduce. Yeah, I was just gonna say they need to be able to mate again, and so they so can't by do the time this whole life cycle goes around, it's almost it's been like a year, and then then the adult ticks are really bad in October and November when you're thinking it's safe to go. Ah, oh, it's getting cold. It's fine. So they they are sneaky little suckers, and they have a very long lifespan, which. You know, again, I, I did not know they lived that long. I thought, boom, they were just there. Winter comes, they're dead. But that's not really the case. And we're going to talk well, about yeah, why I mean, then that is going to be so bad this year. And it has all to do with winter. It really does. So it's it's very intriguing if you if you look at it. So pretty much it's it, the reason it's anticipated to be this bad this year is due to the fact that we have had this incredibly brutal winter in regards to snowfall and you know these these snow storms that have come through and and the majority of the United States have been hit particularly really really bad in the east and so they're like four nor'easters. I I know. <laughs> I mean even like here in, in the four south. four weeks in a row. I know. Well here in the south even it was abnormally snowy. Got seven inches of snow this year in Georgia. Well, I wouldn't um, say Georgia. I would say Well, Atlanta. it's in northern it, Georgia. The, it northern was, Atlanta. Yeah, northern Georgia. Milton got seven inches of snow. Yeah. Which is unheard of. Oh, in one night. In, yeah, unheard yeah. of. So as, as we're, you know, like, we're thinking, oh my God, man, winter's so bad this year. It's brutal. I had to <laughs> shovel my driveway like a hundred million times. And as, as, as humans, we're thinking, oh my God, this was the worst winter ever. The tick population was thinking, oh man, man, this is like Hawaiian vacation. <laughs> Just you know, I mean, this, is, this isn't bad at all because right. the amount of snow insulated all, yeah. it insulated the ground and kept it warm the whole winter. Yeah, so to put it in perspective, so this, in particular, this season is pretty bad because of the conjunction. It's almost like a perfect storm, you know, if yep. you want to think about it like that, because you have this, these, this, you know, such large snowfall that is insulating the ground, but it's, it's never really getting to that melting point that it needs to. So it's like this constant insulator. Um, so your ticks that are living in the ground they spend the surface winter underground are protected a lot more than they normally are um and that in conjunction with the fact that we are not producing overall in the united states we are not producing a pecan um we're not producing enough pecans from our trees this year or Again, acorns, right? I think it's acorns. Thank right. you for yeah. Yep. Thank you for correcting me. I'm some kind of nut. nut. <laughs> and because it's not producing to the level that it has over the last course of these last seven years, we are seeing we are seeing a limited number of um, mice. And, and squirrels being able to eat off of those. And so what they're doing is they're looking elsewhere for food, for their food source. And by doing that, now there's even more ticks available to be able to host onto, let's say, your humans. Right. And so, and that's kind of like how you, if you look at it from an ecological standpoint, that's, 
that's what's happening. And you know that, and that brings up a good point because you know we we forget that humans, the human race, we are as much a part of the ecosystem as as anything else. So we think, oh well, na- yeah, yeah, nature's out there. You know, nature's in the woods, you know, and that's the ecosystem out there. But the tick doesn't really care. The tick looks at us as a food source. And when it really comes right down to it, you know, the ticks have every, um, uh, they have every strife to survive as every other insect or every, any other animal. So... Um, what Ariane was saying is, as far as the, you know, the 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 nut, the nuts and the the acorns is that when there's an abundant amount of acorns, you have an abundant amount of mice because that's a food supply for mice. So as the mice overpopulate, the ticks have more hosts that they can feed on. The more mice, the more the ticks in this particular winter where the acorns weren't abundant there was not an abundant amount of mice but you had an extremely warm winter as far as the ticks are concerned because it's like having six or seven blankets on them in the woods they're all warm and cozy thinking (laughs) man this is nothing (laughs) you know and then spring comes along and they're like Wow, there are absolutely no mice out here at all. But there's a guy walking down the trail with a red hat, you know, with a backpack on. Let's have lunch. Red hat. Do you think do you think ticks can see in color? I do. I do. I do think they can. They're sneaky. <laughs> I do think they can. But, you know, that's really the eco that's really the eco part of you know, us, we, we are a food source. I mean, we are food to other, you know, insects. Let's, let's face it. And so we, we kind of think. I mean, just look at, look at me and the mosquito. Oh my God. We have a God. beef like no other. Oh, absolutely. Mosquitoes are like, they ring the dinner bell when you hit the trap. <laughs> they, they hit the dinner bell when you walk out the front door of the house. <laughs> They're like, she's out But, but that's really, that's really why 2018 is so bad. You really do have a perfect storm of um, according to the tick population, a mild winter because we had so much snow and we had a lack of acorns so the mice could not populate. And of course, now we've got this insect problem where the, the you know, the, the ticks are looking for food and hosts and here we come, <laughs> you know, here we hitting the trail. So, um, yeah, so it's 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 crazy. So as we saw all these northeast nor nor'easters hit in the northeast, really it, it that was great for the tick population, and that's that's um, ultimately where the ticks have gotten worse is in Maine and the northeast population of the United States. I mean the ticks are really bad up there, and that's where unfortunately the ticks are. Um, they carry a little bit more Lyme disease. Yeah. So when you're when you're hiking, you're backpacking, camping, you know, up in that area, you have to be a little bit more careful as far as you really, really need to check yourself with ticks a lot more aggressively than you would in 
in the southeast for sure or out in the west absolutely absolutely so what should you do if you see a tick on you and we've seen a lot of we have found a lot of ticks ourselves you you, you first you panic like scott does <laughs> no you don't you do not panic uh that's the biggest thing is just don't panic um you know like i said my 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 gear of choice is the just the tweezer um i don't I don't buy the, the little tick remover things at REI or yeah, they, other places. I mean, those don't... You can get them, but I I go for the tweezers because I want to dig in there and make sure that guy's out of there. Well, really quickly, I mean, the you know, those tick removal tools that they sell um, at outdoor locations, those are really designed for a specific size tick, an adult tick, a mature right. tick. Right. Um, they are not ever going to be able to accommodate your smaller ticks. Yep. yep. And there's a lot of folklore out there, you know. Like I, I throw can't, a lighter on. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> burn it. Yeah, burn it with burn a cigarette. Burn it with a lighter. No, that's. I mean, the best way to get a tick, um, if if it if it has attached itself to you, is tweezers. That is the surefire way to get it off because you. It's not enough to get the body out because it burrows its head in there first. Yeah. And you got to get the whole thing out of there. And a lot of people out of reaction, not knowing how to pull a tick off um, once embedded into your skin is to squeeze it. Um, that's not what you want to do. You don't want to squeeze it because then you're injecting right. that right back into right, you. Right, right. You want to get the tweezers. You want to you want to get the tweezers and pull the entire head portion, including all their little. I, I was about to call them tentacles or antennas, but yeah. I don't legs. I don't think so. Legs. <laughs> you pull its entire head um, out away from your skin so we went uh so a few years ago i had a boot camp class in the kahata wilderness and we went in spring and we it oh my god the ticks were so so bad and i pulled 23 ticks off of dino yeah, I mean, so Dino's an actually, he's a beautiful dog to be able to pull ticks and find things because. He's tan. He's he's such an easy, yeah. he's such an easygoing dog that he'll let you pretty much do whatever you would like to him to be able to mold him any way you need to get to where you need. But he, his, his skin, you know, his fur color is just so easy. To find ticks. Where Caldonia is black. She's a nightmare. It's a nightmare to get ticks <laughs> off her. But we went, we, we took a, um, we, we took a uh, boot camp class in the Cajadas. And when we left, it was, we had great weather. It was a great time, great class. But we had three people. We had two people in the back seat. Dina was in the back seat. And then we had two people in the front seat. And the whole ride home, we pulled ticks off of our bodies. <laughs> I mean, it was. I, rem I, I remember that. <laughs> and and the and the girls that were in the backseat with Dino, the all I heard was like, "We got another one. We got another one. We got another we're one." We're throwing them out the window. <laughs> and it was. Um, I found ticks on Dino two days after we got back, and that's the thing. Which is, it's it, that is actually not rare, and that's what. No, how do they? You know, like 
they that's why we call them the sneaky little suckers because you come home you check you take a shower so you're checking for takes checking for takes checking for takes and you're like okay i'm good you throw your clothes in the washing machine you're like okay i'm good you go to bed two days later you find a tick yeah you know, Completely like in your embedded. armpit or somewhere. And you're like, what the heck? How did it get here? You know, that's why they're sneaky. They wait. They're very patient. I'm pretty... I think they plot and plan. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know where they're at in the interim. Because a lot of times we'll, we'll clean all of our gear. They're not in there. They're not on our shoes. They're not in our clothes. They're not in our hair. Like, they're, they're nowhere to be found. And then in the middle of nowhere, I roll over in bed and I'm like what the heck is that how did it how did it get there how did it travel I think they jump out of the car and they wait at the front door <laughs> it's like that, it's like that old Saturday Night Live skit you know when the shark rings the doorbell and he's like mailgram <laughs> telegram I think that's what they do I think they I think they pose as Sharks? you know <laughs> I don't know Maybe, maybe they do. Pizza boy, I don't know. (laughs) But it's unbelievable. In 20 years of backpacking, I'm- I'm, It never fails. It never fails. Day one, you don't have a single on you. And that's the scary thing about, and that's the scary thing about ticks is that because they do carry Lyme disease um, and, and there's no cure for Lyme disease, that, you know, when you do, when you do see a tick that's attached to you, you're like, well, how long has it been there? Yeah, yeah. And that's the scary thing about ticks. Um, and so there is definitely a way to, you know, there's no perfect solution out there, uh, folks. And we don't want to, we, we don't want to kind of lure you into a false sense of security. There is no perfect solution out there. Um, if, if you are doing a lot of backpacking, you're doing a lot of hiking, odds are you're going to get ticks. You're gonna, you know, it's just like fleas, ticks, mosquitoes. There's, there's a lot of them out there, and you're probably gonna get one. The the best way, or the best way to prevent it though, is just to do your due diligence, and using the right type of, you know, spray, and preventative measures. So you, so you have a better than average chance on not getting one that attaches to you. Well, yeah, and doing um, routine and regular uh, body checks. Um, It's very interesting because once you spend enough time in the wilderness, you start to notice that ticks gravitate to the exact same spot on your body. And it's different for everybody. Um, And so I always get ticks in my hair, in the top of my head, and behind my ear and under my arm and Scott gets them in a completely different places um obviously on my nipple (laughs) that was a one-time deal for you (laughs) I hope so but if you start listening to other people you start to notice these routine places where they go but doing thorough checks outside of that regularly will help you account for how long it's been in place well, it's kind of funny because when you read, you know, tick prevention, it's always like, oh, well, before heading out, always wear a long sleeve shirt and long pants. Well, it's if it's 90 degrees outside, <laughs> or, you know, you're not going to be wearing long sleeve shirts and long and, and long pants. It's just 
That's, that's, te- that's, that's not logical to yeah. do, you know. So let's be real here. Let's let's talk about the the real the real textbook deal here. textbook versus street smart. Yeah, and how to how to prevent you you getting a tick. First of all, again, you know the, the you're going to give yourself a better than average chance, but the odds are if you're doing a lot of hiking or backpacking, you're probably going to have a tick attached to you at some point in time. It's just really getting to that tick as fast as you can and doing your best to kill the tick before it attaches to you. So what's the best way? So it's either DEET or Promethean. Those are your two options. And so we get a lot of questions like, well, what's better, DEET or Promethean? Well, we then ask you, how long are you gonna be out in the wilderness? Are you gonna go for the weekend? Are you gonna go for a day hike? Or are you gonna go for a backpacking trip? Because that really, is going to dictate on which product to buy you know absolutely because the deet so let's let's break that down right the, the, the deet is a very good source for very short term um highly hiking, effective very highly effective um a lot of people don't enjoy the thought of spraying that chemical directly on their skin um, but it is an effective method. Um, you can spray it on your skin or your clothing, but it's more effective on your skin itself. Um, it's great for like if you're just going out for the day. Yeah, highly effective. But it also evaporates very and wears quickly, off quickly and wears off. And if you're thinking about the amount of sweat in which you're going to be um, producing in your body, it's going to, you know, revert that the 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 usefulness of the DEET, regardless of if it says waterproof, outdoor use, that kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So it's a great, great tool, um, and we prefer it for very short term or um, you know situations in which you're perhaps not going to be as actively gallivanting about um, in areas that aren't wide trails. Yeah, you know, if right. you if you're on white trails. Well, and, and the like thing that. is, you know, the other thing that they say is how to prevent ticks is like stay in the middle of the middle of the trail. Well, okay, well that works until I have to to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, <laughs> or, or I have to set up my tent, or I'm not going to set my tent up in the middle of the trail, right? You know, and that's where you're more susceptible to ticks. You're more susceptible to ticks when you go off the trail. You know, in the high in, grass, in, in some absolutely, cases, abso- absolutely in the high grass. But they're also coming from above, in the uh, trees and leaves, and that's why you wear a hat. I was in Illinois, and I went backpacking. Um, we used to do boot camp when I lived in Illinois years ago at the Sand Ridge State Park in Illinois. It was an equestrian park. It was a multi-use park, so you had backpacking, hiking, equestrian, and the winter you had snowmobiling. And it was all sand. All sand. They had planted a pine forest on top of an aquifer uh, years and years ago. So it was all sand. But you had so much deer out there. You had so much horses out there. And I remember being in a tent and thinking it was sprinkling outside. And it wasn't rain. It was ticks falling on the tent. That sounds lovely. It was horrible. (laughs) Horrible. I mean, we pulled ticks off. It's like your it own was version of terrible, a... <laughs> you know. But it's just you got to know where you're going. Again, plan and prepare. So, you know, if you're going to go hiking, backpacking up in the Northeast in the United States, 
well, you better you better take the tick population extremely seriously. And for that, if you're going to spend time out there, Promethean is the way to go. But we have some tips that we want to give you before you just go out there and, and spray your clothes with Promethean because Promethean is very toxic to animals. Well, and, and also um, and also fish. Yeah, so and don't wash your clothes. If you spray your clothes with Promethean, which Promethean, by the way, um, for those who don't know what Promethean is, Promethean is just like a repellent for deeds. Promethean actually is a lot more poisonous to ticks than DEET is. Promethean um, aggravates ticks. They'll, they won't cling on. Promethean will kill them. So Promethean is a pretty strong chemical that binds with your fabric and your clothes that completely repels ticks whatsoever. But do not, if you, and we, we have some links on our, on this podcast page, episode 58, where you can buy the Promethean and what it is, explain, it explains what it is. Um, but do not ever spray Promethean on your clothes inside your house if you have pets for sure. Well, I would definitely say with or without pets. Well, Promethean is highly deadly to pets. Exactly. Especially in regard to keeping your pets safe. Um, because it will make them extremely ill. And do not, it is not a repellent that you can spray on your skin. Never, ever spray Promethean on your skin. Absolutely. When you're using um, this, um, you know, when you're, when you're using it, you have to really take an extra level of care to recall, to remember, don't, don't wade in creeks. Don't uh, wash your clothes in creeks. Don't, you know, river streams, creeks, lakes, whatever the case may be. Um, because the toxins from this, this chemical, um, strips away the protective layer on, um, on fish. And what it does is exposes them to disease. And um, ultimately, the, the amount of toxin itself will ultimately kill fish so if you know you don't want to be drinking from that water you definitely don't want to be putting your clothes in it or that's well, highly toxic crossing yeah promethean is highly toxic mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a likely carcinogen that can cause a lot of adverse effects if it's ingested or it's sprayed right on your skin so you got to be really careful extremely effective with ticks um and so we, we recommend Promethean if you're going to go out backpacking, um, especially in a high-tick area where Lyme disease is most um, prevalent. So you spray your pants, you spray your socks, but a lot of people forget to spray their boots or their hiking shoes. Give those a really good spray because Promethean will kill the tick. So in where do ticks live? They live kind of under the brush sometimes. Um, and they'll climb up. So you want to kill them before they start climbing up your, before they, be, even as, as they start climbing up, you want to give them a dose of Promethean. But also, um, always make sure, especially in the spring, summer, and in the fall, um, try to wear a headgear. You know, wear a, like a, a bandana or a baseball cap or a hat of some kind um, because ticks can also fall and drop on you. 
Um, and so you don't, and they, they love, you know, being in the, in the hair and the darkness and, and stuff like that because they can hide easily or easier. So, you know, wear some headgear and that, that Promethean done right. Again, spray it outside, let it stand for a couple hours. Do not bring it indoors. If you have a pet, if you have a pet indoors, take your clothes that you've sprayed with Promethean and make sure it is not accessible to your cat or dog for sure because they can get sick off of that stuff yeah you know absolutely so um yeah i mean it's just it's you just got to read the directions and be very careful with that but that is the most effective way to 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 prevent ticks from attaching themselves on you for sure um deed is short term for day hiking Promethean is definitely a much better but more toxic product for long-term backpacking or camping, right? I couldn't agree more. So, and by the way, wanted to mention that uh, our podcast is hosted at um, on Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Um, just by listening to Trust Drill Podcast, Blueberry.com will give you one free month of hosting your podcast. So if you ever want to do a podcast or you're thinking, hey, I, I could do a I podcast. I got some funny stories to share. I've got some funny stories <laughs> to share. Um, we can give you one free month just by listening to Trust the Trail podcast. There's a banner on our podcast page that you can click on, uh, blueberry.com, or just type in Trust the Trail in the promo code and you'll get one free month of podcasting, which is pretty fun. We've definitely had a great time podcasting on Trust the Trail. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's, it's been a blast. I really enjoy it. So thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We have information on episode 58 on where to buy it, what to look for, and if you think you may have had a tick attached to you, the symptoms to look for as far as Lyme disease. So we have that information on episode 58 on the podcast paid so we really really super super appreciate you guys listening um and if you've enjoyed this podcast please give it a review on itunes and help us spread the word and share the love yeah we have we a couple did. mentions we want yeah. to thank r r r o z e l i think that's roselle or Rosel. uh he gave us or he or she gave us a great review on itunes they said love hearing all of their advice and stories. So thank you so much for the review. We really super appreciate the reviews and we will always give you a shout out on our podcast for the review. So thank you so much. Also a shout out to Michael D who participated on our live chat last night on YouTube. We gave away a mountain hardware sleeping bag to the best entertain entertaining entertaining comment yeah so, so we went live on our youtube channel i went live on the youtube channel and i had a sleeping bag to give away and i said if whoever who's ever got the the funniest comment about the backcountry or backpacking or camping um go ahead and let it go and we'll see who wins so michael d did and i'm i gotta share the story with you because it's hilarious so we're you know nothing if, if you can crack somebody up while they're doing a live show that's 
I think that's awesome, right? Yeah. Um, so he wrote in the in the Rockies back in 1972, a hiking buddy thought he would be cute and act like a bear to scare us. He turned the corner and ran right into a bear. <laughs> <laughs> screamed and the bear ran away and I just thought that was hilarious because I could see someone you know joking around in the backcountry thinking they were going to be funny oh and yeah the irony For... of the wilderness like oh okay there you, you wanna, go you want to play with me I'll play with you so Michael <laughs> D we're, we are sending you the Mountain Hardware Bozeman sleeping bag it's a 20 degree bag so really super appreciate you guys participating in our live chat on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash the backpacker TV. We hope to see you up there and give us uh, and subscribe if you like the content. And um, next week, hopefully our podcast will be on Spotify. So exciting. I know, right? So you can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and hopefully soon Spotify. So thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, we always truly, truly appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week to hear um, our ridiculous stories of figuring it out in the woods. <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll see you next week. Remember, trust the trail. Bye.